one knows how to play poker. 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 But do you know how to play poker well? Well, get ready to talk poker strategy with the people who run the games. Hear interviews with the stars. Get information on when to play, where to play, and how to play better poker. 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 This is Poker Action Live, a weekly poker show with your hosts Big Dave Lemon and Joe Rodriguez. And how's everybody doing? Another edition of the show. We come to you from South Florida, which is uh, turning chilly tonight, getting down to 40, boy. <laughs> That's a heat wave compared to where I was at last week. I, I tell you what. Just I, two days ago. Forget about last week. I love I love watching the weather and watching cars slide all over the place, and well, people have no control of what they're you're doing. Gonna, you're going to laugh here. When we left, when my wife and I left on Monday, we were supposed to leave Tuesday to come home yesterday, but we left Monday because we were afraid that we might catch that snowstorm that's hitting the East Coast. But it was so funny because when we wake up and it was, we left for the airport at around 5.30 in the morning, it was it was like 11 degrees, you know, was the temperature, but the wind chill was zero. Yeah. I told my wife, I go, do you remember what zero felt like? <laughs> well, I, it's, funny, it's funny you mention that because I, I lived in Boston in the mid-'90s for a couple of years, and... I can always remember it would be 29 or 30. The sun would be shining. I'd be out walking around. You know, you almost want to put shorts on. Yeah, and uh, it just seems so much warmer there uh, for the same numbers than it would be here. But I can remember when it got below 10, that was nasty. Yeah. Do you you remember a movie that Steve Martin and John Candy made, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles? I laughed. Classic. I I swear I almost peed myself laughing. That's not a pillow. Because they well yeah, but do you remember when they get picked up in Kansas and they're and the guy who picks them up picks them up in a pickup truck, so they got a ride in the pickup truck and the bed in the back, and it was like one of those brutally cold days. And I don't remember. I think it was John Candy looked at Steve Martin and said, "How cold do you think it is?" And Steve Martin's answer was one. <laughs> one. That's what I felt like on Monday when I got up to go to the airport. Exactly. Well, one. Things are heating up in the poker world. We'll talk about a few things tonight. Uh, action going on down here in South Florida. We'll get to that a little bit later. do want to mention that uh, we're about halfway through the uh, Seminole Hard Rocks uh, Lucky Hearts Open, which is a WPT uh, main event coming up uh, starting uh, this Friday the 19th and uh, Saturday, Friday and Saturday, I guess, the two opening days. And they'll play through the 24th. So um, a lot of big names here. Uh, I was just looking at the Super High Roller, which is going on now. They had 23 entries. Uh, but Eric Seidel just got knocked out. They got David Peters in there. They got uh, uh, Nick Petrangelo. They got uh, let's see, a couple other uh, the usual the yeah, usual suspects. Uh, Adrian <laughs> Mateos, who is now uh, in the top five in the world, the kid from Spain, is playing here. And all these people they played at the uh, the PCA, which we'll talk about as well tonight. But come right here to South Florida. Jump right in. Bryn Kenny is in, playing in it. Uh, uh, just phenomenal, and then at the same time they have an eleven hundred dollar tournament coming in, uh, going at the same time with a hundred thousand guarantee. And I just look at uh, at a picture of some of the ladies, Kelly Minkin and uh, uh, Lonnie Harwood and uh, Maria Ho. Uh, just you know, top people in the world. Joe McKeon is playing in the high roller, by the way, as well. Yeah, oh, no, well, he's playing in the eleven hundred. Listen, sorry. we always said that you know, when once this town became a big tournament town, you you know you. We have all-star lineups for every single event that's at the Hard Rock well, now. Well, think about it. I mean, in August, they had the, the big $5 million uh, Seminole Hard Rock Poker Open. You have the Seminole um, Showdown WPT event that's now been around for seven or eight years in, in April. You have a Tournament of Champions uh, right after that. Just a, a huge tournaments, and you think, 
you know, I, I looked at this fun in the sun and, and talked to some of the local players that were playing, and it, very interesting. But you think, well, those are the big ones. But now, anytime they do anything in the winter, uh, November was rock and roll, poker open. January now is Lucky Hearts. I mean, if you were a top player, you know, would you want to hang in New Jersey and play in the Borgata, or would you like to fly down to South Florida uh, when it when it's uh, five yeah, degrees you know, in your backyard? Outside of us turning into the low 40s tonight, you know, but still, you know, you want to be down here. You definitely want to be down here. But this is what it's like, folks, in South Florida. I mean, this is one of the coldest days of the year. It might get down in the 30s inland a little bit. Uh, it is going to be a little breezy, so that will make it feel a little bit colder here. But... You know, by by Saturday or Sunday, it's we're up to up 76 to 70, high and, exactly. and 66 low. You know, yeah, it's crazy. It's absolutely beautiful. You know, the Hard Rock has been putting on a first-class, you know, tournament now for years. And I think it's only going to get better once they're, once the completion of the new hotel is up there. You know, it's... Uh, have you seen it yet? I, well, I've seen the structure. Yeah, I drove by the structure. Yeah, the, the bottom part of the guitar is there. I'm, I'm going to be... You can tell yeah, it's a guitar now. it's a guitar-shaped, yes. I, so I passed by there the other day. Uh, I'll get a bit, little better look at it a week from this Friday when I when my daughter and I are going to go see Trevor Noah perform oh, over okay. there. So, uh, but it's just you know, let me tell you, and, and I keep telling people for someone who's been a manager down here for many years, you know, the other poker rooms have to be grateful because if they wanted to, you know, they could put so much pressure on all these other poker rooms down here that. I think they could actually close a few of them if they wanted to, yeah. you know, but they got so much on their plate now. And uh, our good friend Tony Burns is the tournament director over there. What a tremendous job. I, he, he must, like, say, I can't even get a moment of rest over here. You know, like he told us he was going in September uh, to see uh, uh, the the country Al- Jason Aldean. Jason Aldean, who, you know, unfort- was the headliner for the uh, unfortunate tragedy that occurred in Las Vegas. But, you know... Your tournament director at the Hard Rock, and like you just mentioned, it's like you know every five or six, seven weeks, a decent tournament is going on, if not a major tournament is going on. And what you did mention in the intro is that they now also have the WSOP circuit event in their property. Yeah, absolutely. So, and we we talk about Tony all the time, and and probably will again tonight. Uh, we mentioned his Escalator tournament maybe later in the show. That's coming up, but uh, Bill Mason has just done a tremendous job there. He's the director of poker, and and uh, is Tony's boss over there. Uh, you know, he doesn't crave the spotlight, but uh, obviously uh, Tony handles a lot of the tournament action. But uh, Bill comes up with all the structures and everything like that, along with Tony. And and yeah, I'm sure they know, collaborate on, great, on how they're, they're going to do that. Too. And then there's a fellow Larry Frank, who I guess is the the head of all the poker operations. So. Uh, you know, and a few other things there. So uh, these are people that are, uh, you know, don't always get the spotlight, but do a great job as well. Yeah, well, listen, you know, when you work for the Hard Rock, a company like that, they, they really don't want the spotlight. We've actually tried to help them get into the spotlight on our show. And, uh, you know, they they kind of shy away from that a little bit. But, yeah. uh, you know, you've got to perform in that job. You have definitely got to perform with some of the guarantees that they've given in the past some have fallen a little short others they've crushed completely right, crushed right, right and it's funny but you know it, it almost seems like almost every show that we open up here recently is we're talking about an event that's either going on or about to start at well, the these Hard are the Rock. ones that are nash have the national focus on this town uh don't want to leave the other ones out did want to mention uh that up at the aisle uh we mentioned uh, or a couple of weeks ago that stan strickland uh, left I heard that Stan got a job up in New York, uh, the Delgado. Uh, Vinny Delgado. No, no, not no. Delgado. Del, uh, 
I thought you were talking about Vinny Delgado well, here it's, getting it's uh, Vinny Gatto uh, that is the interim manager, and I want to mention that. But um, the uh, the the place up in New York is in between Rochester and Syracuse. I'm, I'm thinking it's, it's Delgado, like but it's something like that. Or something, no, no, it's, no? it's Del something. Uh, uh, I'll have to I'll look it up in the break, but. Uh, uh, I heard he already got a job up there, so he's up there. But in his place right now, and it's uh, interim basis, is Vinny Gatto. Uh, Vinny, uh, you know well. You've worked with Vinny before. Yeah, and, uh, and I've worked with it. I worked with his dad for a long time, uh, also. So um, let me tell and you. And again, he wants that job too. I hope he gets it. Uh, he deserves we'll it. See he's if they try to bring hard. in someone from outside or not. But uh, no, we know all the guys over there, and they do a good job. So. I know you mentioned a few weeks ago, I guess you might have a, <laughs> a little notice about what was going to happen with Stan and stuff, but that Mike Smith might even be coming back to South Florida. Anything on that, Well, Dave? no, I hear rumors of that. That's Nothing's been confirmed with that, but uh, that that was a thought that uh, that some people brought up to me that maybe he was a little tired of the weather and maybe he would end up coming down here. I don't know. I haven't heard anything about that, so there's definitely no confirmation on that. Well, I'd love to see Mike back in South Florida also. Yeah, absolutely. It'd be great. Uh, but certainly, uh, you know, still a solid room there. Uh, it was over at uh, when they got back open at uh, Mardi Gras. Our friend Dave Lidvin runs that room over there. And they are getting back to their regular schedule there. They they completely repainted the room. Obviously, they, it was destroyed by the storm. So they had to redo all the carpeting. Uh, they refelted the tables. And it has a nice new fresh look, and that's always as a. I as haven't a had a chance director. to stop by there because, you know. Th- but that's got to be thrilling to get have that happen for you. You know, yeah, as it, bad it, as the storm was. It is considering the situation that occurred, and from all accounts, it looks like they've gotten almost all of their business back, all their regulars back, and you know they're doing the the same amount of numbers I guess they were doing prior to the to the hurricane hitting. Um, is it brighter there, Dave? Have you been yes, back there? Because that, that was that was my only concern in that room, you know, that it was always a little dark. You know, the room to me seemed a little dark. And right. I think a poker room needs to be, you know, I can understand a casino being like that, you know, slot machines. And if you have table games and, you know, you want to keep the mood a little, little low like that. But poker room kind of needs to be, in my opinion, needs to be a little bit more lit up. Del Lago is the name. Del of the place. Lago, there you go. <laughs> I had Vinny Gatto on my mind. So yeah, you know, So you said Del, Del Gatto. Del Lago. It's in uh, it's Seneca County in New York, up in between Rochester and Syracuse. Well, he definitely traded uh, down as far as the tables, weather. Twelve tables, by the way. Twelve. Not only not only did he trade down in tables, but uh, temperature wise, it's probably in the single digits up there right now, and uh, as, as as compared to us over here. So, yeah. uh, you know, hey, I wish Stan the best of luck up there. Okay. I don't. <laughs> no. Not not one of my favorites, I have to say. I, yeah. He wasn't a personable guy. He really wasn't. And I'm, I, I don't know if that led to his uh, downfall down here or whether the numbers Yeah, I don't have any reasons did. why he was dismissed. Uh, but you well. know, but let me tell you, Harmony goes a long way. We've known that. Since practically day one that the that the you know the handcuffs were taken off for poker down here in two thousand ten you know the aisle along with the west you know with the Palm Beach Kennel Club were always fighting it out for number one mm-hmm. numbers of a million dollars a month in revenue, which is just crazy numbers you know that's amazing and uh you know up until Jacksonville kind of combined all those rooms together and did what they did, which now has has them at the top of the list. Uh, as far as the paramutuals are concerned, 
you know, it, it, it was a great place. Yeah. You know, it's a great place, and they've it slipped off a little bit. But uh, you know, let's hope we get some new blood in there and uh, bring things back up again. He does have some good ideas uh, that I liked. Uh, reporting, uh, you know, kind of c- catering a little bit to the smaller player uh, because of the huge, uh, you know, uh, size of the Hard Rock. And, and from what I heard from players who went there, including family members, I got a cousin who loves playing over there. You know, they, they all love the tournaments. They yeah. love the structure. They love the buy-in amount. The, the you know, from all accounts, you know, the players were pretty happy. Numbers went down because you know competition is just getting more fierce and more fierce every single day. But the numbers were good. My my guess would be, you know, not having a great uh, rapport with his staff and you know with people like yourself, Dave, who's in the media and that can try to help promote their room. Didn't seem to be stand strong, suit obviously. Yeah, and uh, you know I don't want to pile on or anything, but uh, the, I think it's, I can simply sum it up to, for people uh, that the players I talk to that play there all the time in tournaments, play there regularly in cash games. I uh, mentioned his name, and they said who? They didn't know who he was. Yeah, they didn't know what he looked like. They he had didn't no idea. He didn't interact with his players, right. and if you don't interact with your players. You certainly aren't going to interact with your staff. Certainly not beloved like you were at Miami for many, many years. Well, Dave, I took upon myself, I, I, you know, I, I treat people the way I like to be treated. Ileana at Magic City. These are people that the, the players respect and love, and that's why they go there. You know, it's your draw. You you have to make yourself available to them, Dave. you you got to, you know, kind of like give them a shoulder to cry on when they're upset, listen to them, and, and give them a straight forward answer and again not knowing Stan that well I don't want to say he didn't do any of those things but you know it, it says you know it speaks volumes when when you say you know oh Stan was let go and the players in his own room were going who that you know that 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 says a whole lot about his yeah. personality he just wasn't a hands-on type of guy inside the room yeah well, let's take our first break on the show. Uh, we'll hear from Jackie Scott tonight, good friend of ours. It's kind of funny, uh, you know, um, I knew how she, kind of she would react, but uh, I was thrilled to talk to a little politics into my uh, interview with her uh, and talked a little bit about Donald Trump and our feelings about him. And uh, so that's uh, kind of an interesting thing because she's a very social type person. Uh, sells real estate, uh, you know, is there, and uh, really does a great job of that in the poker community. And uh, so I look forward to uh, playing that a little bit later in the show. Also, we'll talk about uh, our first ever female champion at the at the PCA. In and the congratulations to her, uh, Maria Lampropoulos uh, won that event. I'll talk about that a little bit. And I got a couple of little short stories that I want to mention. Uh, one from a guy that uh, I don't know if you ever met him in your dealings with the 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 PPA at the PPC, uh, Chris Wallace, Chris Fox Wallace, mm-hmm. uh, did some a uh, little bit of promotion with uh, our friend Sandy and Brian that are now out of the business, but uh, he is now running his own poker tour. Uh, you know he didn't he wasn't associated with running that one, so uh, I don't in any way want to connect him with that, but. He he did some promotions with them a little bit. Uh, He's from uh, the Minnesota uh, area, and uh, he has started a little poker tour up in the called uh, uh, it's called Next Level Poker. They had their first big tournament. He talked about what it's like to run a tournament and run a poker tour, and it's a pretty interesting story that we'll get to that. But uh, 
you know, he's a guy that probably uh, was intrigued by whether he could do it or not his, on his own and went out and did it, uh, you know, and, and is, uh, has learned a lot from his first event. And I hope, you know, I hope for his sake he's not associated with the PPC. No, because, and I don't want to do that know, at all. As much as I like those guys. He and, was horrified and, when he found out the news. We all immediately, were, Dave. We all immediately were. cut ties it, with it them. It just made no sense, and, you know, the more you thought about it, you know, it really did sound like a Ponzi scheme. Yeah. You know, I think these guys started with nothing but good intentions, but yeah. got it in a little over their heads, and you know, kept you know kept borrowing into the future to to pay for the for the present, and yeah, exactly. eventually it caught up with them. Anyway, we'll talk about uh, Chris's new uh, venture up there, and also I want to. Uh, talk about a little short story about a guy who who won his first tournament and then what it was like for him and and get some of your thoughts on that as well all right he's connected with uh rep porter's group out the poker academy so uh i'll get to all this stuff tonight then we'll have some fun we'll hear from jackie scott a little bit later on and uh we'll get to some of the tournament events and then we'll get back to the hard rock as well and let you know what's happening on over there uh you're listening to poker action line we'll be back after these messages on the show this is poker action line this is Big Dave for PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. Want to know what's really cool? Your charitable tax-deductible donation every time you play. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com, the feel-good gateway to fun and prizes. Play free. Learn our system. Get 50,000 free chips and play for prizes. Play for scholarships that benefit Caribbean students. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. Take it from Big Dave. A win for you is a donation to Caribbean education. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. Some statistics are surprising, some are unbelievable, and some are simply unacceptable. Right now, nearly 30% of U.S. students aren't finishing high school. Nearly 30%, and that's the average. In many places, it's even higher than that. And fixing it is a responsibility that we all share. This is President Obama, and I urge everyone not just parents, but friends and neighbors and family members, to take responsibility for encouraging the high school students in your communities, to support them, challenge them, push them a little, and do whatever it takes to help them make it through. Because this is one statistic we simply can't afford to ignore. You can do your part by going to boostup.org and sending an email, a text message, or even a wake-up call to a student at risk of dropping out. Go to BoostUp.org and provide the boost that's needed to make it to graduation. A message from the U.S. Army and the Ad Council. WFO Radio NHRA Nitro is all about the NHRA Full Throttle Drag Racing Series. Join Joe at 7 p.m. Eastern each Tuesday night for the first edition of NHRA Nitro. Featuring the NHRA's Alan Reinhardt. Race winners stop by to talk about bringing home the Wally. Every Tuesday night, following NHRA national events, NHRA Nitro is available on demand anytime on the WFO radio application and at WFORadio.com. Welcome back to the show. Big Dave and Joe here, another edition of Poker Action Line. Uh, don't forget, you can always find us on uh, SoundCloud, on, on, on the iTunes, on uh, Hold'em Radio Network, yeah. Poker Fuse podcast page. You can go to our website, PokerActionLine.com. Click on any of the uh, archives and hear any of the shows you want to get to. Uh, we hope you will do that and check those out. And uh, Did I miss anything? 
I don't think so. I think you got them all, including our website. Oh, Stitcher. Right? Stitcher. Stitcher. Stitcher Radio. Stitcher Radio. Stitcher.com. And uh, you can get all the podcasts there as well. So uh, before we get into a couple of these uh, topics that I mentioned, did want to mention that the WSOP circuit just finished up in Choctaw. And uh, a young guy who got out of poker and got back into it uh, actually won the event. Uh, the main event over there, his name's Jason Strasser. He uh, was a former pro, and he turned uh, into a, he became a, a hedge fund manager, manager and uh, came back and, and won the Choctaw event in Oklahoma, and they will go next to uh, Mississippi and Tunica at the Horseshoe in Tunica for their uh, stop at, for this uh, season. Remember, just a few weeks away from uh, them coming back to South Florida at the Seminole Coconut Creek Casino, which is in Cocoa Creek, Coconut Creek, uh, which is uh, a little bit north of Pompano, a little bit north of where I live in Margate. And, and, and a little Coral bit Springs. west of the aisle. <laughs> west, almost directly west of the aisle, maybe a little bit north. Anyway, they start on January 18th, which is uh, uh, tomorrow. tomorrow. So uh, their first event is their uh, double stack, 365 double stack. And that is in Tunica. The ladies' event is on the 20th, and the main event kicks off on Friday and Saturday, the 26th and 27th. So that's the circuit. The World Poker Tour, of course, is here for uh, Deep Stacks, which they finished, and we'll give you the results of that. That was earlier in the week. Uh, Deep Stacks, uh, uh, WVD Deep Stacks, was an $1,100 event to kick off the uh, the uh, Lucky Hearts Open series and was a huge success. Uh, coming up, uh, a lot of things for the WPT, including uh, uh, the Borgata, which is uh, at the end of the month into the early part of February. Then they go to Fallsville, Fallsview, and then the LA Poker Classic uh, will go on the Calif- start the California Swing, which is only two tournaments this time. Uh, Rolling Thunder follows that, and then uh, not, not too long after that, they'll be back here in South Florida for. Uh, the Seminole Hard Rock Showdown. So uh, we'll keep an eye on all those things. Uh, their big thing now is uh, this weekend starts on uh, January 19th, which is uh, this Friday. Friday and Saturday will be the opening days. For their and, main event. And uh, that's for uh, Lucky Hearts Poker Open main event, correct. Uh, also, the, just wanted to mention the winner, uh, and we'll get to that a little bit later, but Scott Baumstein was uh, not Blumstein, but Baumstein uh, was the winner of the WPT Deep Stacks in Hollywood uh, at the Seminole Hard Rock, 1,366 entries in that, so a huge success. Uh, I think it was a million-dollar guarantee, the first event of the series, and uh, obviously with the 1,360, they went well over uh, the million-dollar guarantee. Well, I'm telling you, it's just so great to see all these tournaments and the ones that are still giving out big guarantees like this, uh, covering them with ease. Okay, I want to talk main event at the uh, uh, PCA, which was uh, wildly popular this year. People had a lot of great things to say about the tournament down in the Bahamas at the Atlantis uh, in uh, Paradise Island. And uh, the $10,300 main event was won, by, as I mentioned, by Argentina's Maria Lampropoulos, uh, the first lady to win that event. She takes home over a million dollars, a million eighty-one thousand, and a $30,000 platinum pass that gets her into next year's PCA's uh, $25,000 uh, championship. So wow. that's going to be huge. Uh, they give you 30000 they give you the buy-in and $5,000 to cover your travel in the, 
expenses. Uh, she beat uh, Sean Buchanan heads up. Uh, the Canadian uh, finishes second. Uh, third place went to Karai Aldemir. He's from Germany. And Mateus, Adrian Mateos from Spain took fourth place. He was the Global Poker Index Player of the Year and continues to play very well. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about the tournament. Uh, There was some really interesting stuff with high rollers down there, and a lot of the guys are playing here. Also, uh, Barry Greenstein uh, uh, made a deep run in the main event, finished 47th. And uh, I did want to mention there was a uh, mother and son that played in the tournament, uh, Charmin Olshan, Finished 33rd in the event, and her son Aaron finished in 39th. So, so mom's got bragging rights. Yeah, what do you, what do you do? What do you go home to the family and say? Uh, yeah, mom beat me. <laughs> <laughs> so she can at least say I taught him everything he knows. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Ryan Reese won the 10,000 single day, or no, he he finished second, the single day high roller to uh, Almadin Imsarovic. And uh, Canadian Christopher Cruck won, uh, made a huge comeback to beat Jonathan Jaffe in the $25,000 high roller. We mentioned some of the other uh, events earlier, Kerry uh, Katz and, and, and uh, I guess Bryn Kenny won a tournament. And uh, Jonathan Jaffe did very well also. Uh, so we'll look at this. Uh, this, this last tournament was uh, Maria Lampropoulos. And uh, she's 36 years old. And I, I think I told you. You had told me about 29. I so thought she was 29, older. but she's a little older than that. Uh, her boyfriend is Ivan Luca, who's also a great player. And uh, pretty impressive run. At the end of day one, she was 55th out of 341 players, and then moved up in the chips on the three subsequent days to sixth, second, and third, and then ends up uh, winning Taking the tournament. Down, yeah. uh, a couple of interesting hands that I wanted to talk about here. Uh, she had a two-to-one chip disadvantage to John, Sean Buchanan when she went head-to-head play, but uh, some of the late runs, uh, she got some luck when she needed it, and it was uh, it was it, it was some solid play, I got to say. Um, she led, uh, or actually, she, she trailed Sean Buchanan at one point thirteen million six to three point three million. So he had roughly almost a four to one, four to one chip lead at that point. Right. So uh, that was late in the tournament, and the tournament didn't last much longer because she made a huge comeback. Uh, she had ace eight on the on the button, just limped in, and Buchanan had pocket fours, moved all in, and Lampropoulos called with her ace eight, and she picked up an eight on the flop. I, I would imagine that she's. At worst case scenario, it's a coin flip. I think she'd probably be about a fifty-one forty-nine favorite in that, with pocket fours against an ace eight. Right. Yeah, I would say you know I'm not. That's not the luck I'm referring to. But uh, she did have the she did have a good hand, and she doubled up that, which brought her up to seven million, and Buchanan dropped to ten million. Yeah, which now so now she's closing anybody's in. game again. So the next hand, it's Buchanan that limps in with nine five offsuit. Uh, Maria had four deuce four suited in the in the uh, big blind. She made a move with two four. She checked. Oh, okay. So they saw a flop. He bet two hundred fifty thousand, and she folded. So she lost that hand. Uh, then the next hand, she had ace ten offsuit on the button, raised to five hundred fifty thousand. Uh, Buchanan three bet to one point two million with pocket nines. So he's in great shape here. That's where she pulls an ace on the flop. Uh, 
he doesn't uh he's not able to to match up and and all of a sudden now she has 13 million and he has 3 million yeah cuz he was going to stay with that hand hoping that she didn't catch that ace so then they finished off uh Buchanan limped in with uh king 5 offsuit she shoved with 10-7 of clubs and he made the call she picked up a 10 on the uh flop deuce on the turn 9 on the river and that was it so as they say, that's all she wrote. That's all she wrote. <laughs> so she gets to win one point, uh, uh, just almost one point, uh, just over one one million dollars. Let's put it that way. And uh, I, it's funny you look back at some of the winners when they have the list, you know, of who's won this event over the years, and you go back to uh, Gus Hansen back in two thousand four, uh, Elkie Gross Pellier. I remember this was the tournament that uh, Harrison Gimble from South Florida was like. 18 or 19 years old, won 2.2 million. Uh, was this the tournament also where we had that kid from uh, yes. Galen Hall? Yeah, was it? that's why I wanted from to bring up. You know what year that was? That had to be about five, six years ago. No, it was 2011, which was right, the so second year we years. did the show. So that's now and, six years but ago. But that and, and seven you, years ago. You remember? Do you remember the hand that I, I was do. so impressed with? I do. That against, that young uh, man laid against down. Against Chris Oliver. Uh, was it Chris Oliver? Galen Hall was the was, was the a was winner, player you're talking but, but about. But Oliver, if you remember correctly, was playing just absolutely maniac poker throughout the tournament. Right. Crazy. And, and you know, we had somebody on the show who who, who I can't remember. You know, uh, forgive me for not remembering who the guest was back then six years ago. But was at that was at that tournament and telling us. You know, we were hearing all these wild stories about Oliver. You know, the way he was pushing hands. And then you know how the card player likes to play out key matchup hands from tournaments. So right. like roughly about a month later, and I realized this kid didn't just play like that at the final table. This is how he, that this was his mo the whole tournament leading up to that. And that one hand that I have run by so many people that I respect here, and outside of about you know I, I would say 15 percent of the people that I asked. Probably would have busted like I thought uh, Galen Hall would have busted at that point. Um, and I don't. Do you remember that hand? Do you remember what uh, it was? No, I'm not. It was a hand where where um, Oliver had Ace Deuce, and the flop had come. Um, Galen Hall had, I believe, it was a four five, and the flop had come two three, you know, rag. The ace hit on the turn, giving giving Hall the the, the 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 wheel, and the deuce paired on the river, and Oliver checked Hall bet like a million, and then Oliver went all in, and with the straight, you know Galen Hall, to my amazement, folded to the full house to him saying and and the explanation, and actually my brother at that time was playing a lot of poker and was impressive with his analogies of these hands. And I just mentioned to him this, and, and he goes, when this guy went all in, he goes, well, my guess is this guy had to have a deuce, ace, deuce, deuce three, you know, and filled up. Yeah. And I said, why would you do it? And he goes, because it's the only thing that you would want to push all in on, putting your opponent on, on shitty hands that he's got maybe even a, a you know, a deuce, deuce jack and hit, hit a set on you. And, you know, it was, it was amazing. And, and when Galen Hall explained it, it was almost identical explanation. Right. You know, that he goes, the only hand he could possibly have for him to push that hard was a full house. And I, you know, he laid down a hand. And people that I respect to this, you know, playing a lot of poker, especially back then, all said it would have been very difficult for them to lay down the wheel on that on right. that hand. So, right. 
it still still resonates with me now, six years later, thinking about that hand. Yeah. Well, I, when I look at some of the uh, other champions, uh, you know, uh, the, more recently, uh, I, it's like a tournament that really wasn't that high on my radar, I can feel. Uh, I remember John DeBella won, Demanchar Danchev, Dominic Panka, Kevin Schultz, Mike Watson, and then last year Christian Harder. So it's it's a big event, but it seemed like it, it got bigger this year. Yeah, well, they probably had done something because do you remember like about three years ago, three, four years ago, there were some players that went over there to play it. Remember one of them forgot to declare a certain amount of money. Oh, yeah, and everybody uh, got, was getting pulled over on the, in the airport on the way yeah, back. Yeah, which was, which was an M.O. of the, Bahama, the Bahamian government or, or, or at least their, their, um, you know, their customs because I know someone who went through that and lost everything that they had won because they had been a little bit – you know, had had a little too much to drink, got to the airport and just forgot to declare it, and they wound up arresting him. But the article with these guys, these guys got put into a prison, which yeah, was, I remember that. you know, which, uh, you know, to use uh, Donald Trump's word, was a real, <laughs> a real uh, asshole, uh, according to these guys and the way that they were treated with this. And... Uh, you, know, you can't say that. You just said shitty hand. So. Shitty hand. Well, the, yeah, but it, as, as to a shithole, shithole prison. Shithole is now shithole all prison. over uh, network television. Yeah, so, so uh, it must be okay now. Yeah, so you know, uh, but these guys. The, I remember reading that article. That, yeah. That's got to be a scary feeling. Yeah, I can to be in a foreign story. country. You know, win your money and not not be a hundred percent sure. So, I'm, and that I'm, easily could have destroyed that tournament, but obviously they've overcome that. Yeah, well, listen, you know, if, if you're the, uh, the the people who run the Atlantis over there, the I don't know which 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 are the managing partners over there, but you know, this is something that you need to make sure doesn't happen. Yeah, you can't have that happening to your players that are coming from all different countries all over the world, and then have someone who you know. Is having a little too much fun and kind of forgets, and then you you know you throw them in you throw them into a prison like that. It's yeah. just ridiculous. It, it it will be it will kill your tournament. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's take a break on the show. When we come back, we'll talk about this uh, story from the Poker Academy uh, fella that uh, won his first tournament. And it's nowhere near any of the numbers that we talk about in these high roller events, and even the ten thousand dollar buy-in. But uh, I thought it was kind of an interesting story, and I wanted to, you to take a look at some of the hands because. He was the one, really, that had the luck when he didn't get it always in good, but sometimes, you know, that's what you need to do, well, get the, a little bit lucky. At the end of a tournament, that's what, look at the hands that, these, that you were just talking about with the, the young lady who won the main event. Yeah. yeah. You're pushing with these hands because your head's up, and, you know, you got to catch lightning in a bottle, so to speak, you know, with some of these right. hands, you know, because... I can't believe you thought 10-7 was going to be the best hand when you pushed at the end there yeah, exactly. against a king five, and you know she, she catches a ten. So, you know, you definitely need to have a little bit of luck. I guess you just got to get to that final two or three and then play very aggressive. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, we'll be back with more of the show. Uh, pick us up on uh, SoundCloud. Good place to get the show and to get some uh, Twitter notices on it as well. Uh, that's one of our high recommendations now, or go to our website at PokerActionLine.com. We'll be back with more after this. This is Poker Action Line. Hi, this is Big Dave from PokerActionLineRadio.com. I want to let all avid poker players know about a great new lottery game that was developed by one of our sponsors, Atlantic West Management Group. This game is now available worldwide on the Internet and will be served as Place Your Chips Caribbean and operated on the Internet as an international lottery by Atlantic West. 
The Texas Hold'em poker-like game is perfectly legal everywhere and presented as a lottery game with tickets available on the Internet. You can win pick six lottery tickets and cash prizes by using your poker playing skills. It's open to lottery players worldwide, and right now this game is in a play-for-free test mode, and you are not obligated to purchase anything. You can get 50,000 free play chips per ticket for the purpose of evaluating the game with no prizes awarded until the game goes live. A lottery customer can purchase a ticket with a unique number that will grant them entry into one of many Texas Hold'em poker tables with a chip stack and like a lottery game, the prize value will be based on ticket sales. That chip stack will be valid for the remainder of the week as players can access the site as often as they like to try and take the chip lead. At the end of the week, the highest chip stacks will be awarded lottery prizes, and if you lose all your chips, the lottery ticket becomes null and void. As with regular lottery games, you can purchase as many entries as you like. However, each ticket stands on its own merit, and much like the regular lottery, the results of multiple tickets cannot be combined toward a prize. The name of this game is Place Your Chips Caribbean, and you can access a live demonstration of the game right now at www.placeyourchipscaribbean.com. We believe that when it goes live soon, there will be a heavy demand for this game, as most lottery players would much rather have some say in the outcome of their lottery result. Their odds of winning are greatly improved if they're able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the Play for Free demonstration and hope that you will join us when the Play for Real game becomes available later this year. Hi, everybody. This is Getty Lee for Rad. To many of us, drunk driving is something that other people do. Certainly not one of our friends or relatives would do such a thing. When you see someone who's had too much to drink, about to get into a car, urge them to give up the keys and find alternate transportation. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives, you should too. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, Rad, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Welcome back to the show. Big Dave and Joe, Poker Action Line. Thanks for being with us. Before I get to this little story from the Poker Academy, that .com that I came across today, I thought was kind of interesting. Uh, I did want to mention that uh, we had told you a couple of weeks ago that uh, Senators Lindsey Graham and Diane Feinstein had sent a letter to the Department of Justice uh, hoping uh, that, you know, kind of backing this uh, Rawa effort and... Uh, uh, saying that, uh, you know, online poker should be eliminated and that sort of thing, which was kind of surprising to come from Feinstein, but uh, as California is such a huge uh, uh, poker state with, uh, you know, the people are not going to address that. Let's see who's sending their that. contributions. Yeah, that, exactly. That we won't be so surprised, I bet, after that. Uh, but there have been, uh, there was a letter that uh, was sent by the New Jersey Congressional Delegation, which includes Cory Booker and Bob Menendez, uh, and they, yeah, he's a, he's a real beast. He's a piece. <laughs> but they urged the Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein to uh, keep in place the uh, Department of Justice's opinion that held that the Wire Act applied only to sports betting, which would op- was it actually would open the way for some of the states to figure out what they uh, were going to do. Uh, so, although the efforts still to keep us from playing our online poker are are uh, coming from the right and the left, uh, we do have people out there still for, fighting for our side. And uh, New Jersey has put up some nice numbers and uh, really is doing pretty well. Uh, the they said that uh, um, this creates a safe and secure online gaming structure, as New Jersey has done over the past few years. Uh, doomsday scenarios that the critics predicted have not come to pass. 
and legal online gambling has been effective in monitoring underage and problem gambling through their strict registra registration process, their strong re regulations, and constant monitoring. So, monitoring. So, uh, uh, this letter was sent from ten of the uh, New Jersey delegation, and uh, you know, the fight goes on. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that uh, my home state there is uh, is leading the charge there to. to uh you know to keep online poker alive and and hopefully you know get it to get it to go to all 50 states uh so anyway let's get to this uh, little story i came across today it's called lessons from my biggest score and why you should not chop he's an instructor uh or on the staff of the poker academy he says he's the worst player on the poker academy staff his name is ron upshaw and uh, he just mentioned that he had his biggest score to date. It's a tournament he bought in three times, but he did take down uh, $3,700 for first place. And that's, you know, small potatoes compared to some of the stuff we usually look at. But uh, for him, it was the most he had ever won in a tournament. And he said uh, he had a couple interesting thoughts about it afterwards that you might be able to work into their game. First, he said he swallowed his ego and realized he was not the best player on the table, maybe fourth or fifth out of the final table. So that decided, you know, to him um, how he should present himself, that he tried to to put up a, a strong, uh, you know, front that would make people fold in certain situations. But he knew that one of the players is a guy he had seen on TV in the WSOP a few years ago going up against Ben Lamb. And uh, so, you know, he decided that, uh, you know, he was going to play things a little bit different. Uh, his second takeaway was uh, something from one of the Tom Petty songs, Even the Losers Get Lucky Sometimes. And uh, he talked about a couple of the bets. And he was tired of getting pushed around. So he had decided, maybe not this is the best idea, but he had decided that uh, when he got a decent hand and he got three bet, he was going to shove. So he had pocket threes, uh, went up against uh, the pro at the table, and he he uh, three-bet him, so he shoved. Uh, it turned over the cards, and the pro had uh, pocket queens against his pocket threes, but he got a three on the river, and that kept him alive. So, so he got lucky. He got lucky that time. So he said a few, uh, a few hands later... He busted that pro when he had ace-jack suited and had went runner-runner for a flush to beat uh, the pro's pocket king. So that guy's probably leaving oh, pretty Oh, yeah, he's got, he's got a little steam coming out of his ears. So he's picking up a few good hands, but his kind of his main thought was that do not chop when you're the chip leader. I don't know what you think about that. Uh, do not chop. Does he give a reason why you shouldn't chop? Or is that um, just him saying? He said if you're behind and you're like one of the smaller stacks and you have a chance to move up in, in compared to the size of your stack, then it's okay. But he said, you know, it's well, one, you one of the reasons he did You don't want to chop as the chip leader, but if you work on the, you know, the, the, the chip module that they have out there, yeah, the, you know, you're going to get you're gonna, the ICM. That was it, individual chip model. Um, listen, you know, you're getting the fair shake of what your percentage is. Now... I'm not a big opponent of chopping if you think that you are a superior player to your opponents. You understand? But I guess it all depends on the circumstances yeah. of how many players are left there. You know, how much damage can any one player do to you? How crazy do they play? You know, there's a lot of factors that go into it. Most of the times, it's just monetary, Dave. You know, that's well, why the top pros, listen, we were talking earlier about the PPC. 
you know, and when I represented them down there in November that one year, that this kid from uh, from the Boston, Massachusetts area uh, had won a, you know, uh, satellite seat into it, one of the, like the last two weeks before the tournament down in Aruba, right. you know, he, he, when they got, when he got uh, three-handed, you know, he had the chip lead, offered to chip, you know, offered to chop, excuse me, offered to chop. And the other two guys considered themselves to be pros and kind of just almost laughed in this young man's face. Mm-hmm. Okay, it was, you know, it was, it was quite insulting, in my opinion, the, the way it was done, like in the manner that it was done, like, oh, what are you kidding me? You're talking about a chop? You know, you're, you're lucky if we give you third place money. And, you know, he wound up taking them down, you know, and, and, it's, and it's, I've been involved in smaller tournaments where the same thing has occurred, where... People have wanted to make a deal, and one 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 person just you know I ain't doing it. Yeah. I'm well, his interesting uh, comment was uh, you know he understood that he was a he's a learning player, and he thought that the knowledge he could and experience he could pick up from playing it out would be better off for him in the long run rather than take a few extra dollars. I I can agree with that as long as you continually think that you're going to make final tables. Yeah. There's nothing like live experience at a final table. I love playing uh, online. I used to love playing six-handed tables, cash games, because it kind of gives you a little bit of the taste of, of, you know, what a final table is going to be like, you know, when you're you're six-handed, you're short-handed, you know, but I love playing six-max tables for cash to help me with that. And I honestly believe that it has helped me, uh, you know, win some tournaments, go deep in some tournaments because of the different strategy that you take. And, again, I refer back to uh, to you talking about the, the, the main event at the PCA. You know, uh, you've got to learn to push with some some very medium, mediocre hands when your head's up or, or three-headed, you know, as opposed to how you would play this at the beginning of a tournament right. when you've got a full table. Right. Well, the final story is a happy ending. He had about a two-to-one chip lead going into heads-up play. Uh, the other player battled back to about even, but he pulled away and got pocket kings about 45 minutes into the heads-up match. And uh, the other player shoved with ace-nine offsuit, and his kings held up. So he he did win the tournament, a first time ever, and uh, kind of a nice little story. You know, there, there's uh, all different levels of play, and it's fun to uh, see the little guy, uh, you know, learn his way up. I guess you might say. Now, now here's an interesting fact: he won thirty-seven hundred dollars. That's a nice cash. I don't know how much he bought in three times for this tournament. I would imagine it's somewhere around a hundred dollars yeah. buy-in. Okay. Right. Now you know it's nice to say you don't want to chop, but when you're in a four-five-handed way and the difference between first and fifth could be sixty, seventy, eighty thousand dollars. You know, outside of being one of the top pros, you know, you'll seriously consider. Going okay, I got a chip lead, but but it's not you know I don't have the rest of the table two to one combined, you know I I've got fifteen percent on the guy who's in second place, so if he if he beats me in a heads up match, I'm almost out of the tournament. Right now, all of a sudden they they go okay, how about we do an equal chop and we all take twenty two thousand, you know again, top pros will never even consider that because they think you know that that they know they're far superior to most of the opponents are going to be playing. Right, but, right. You know, that's a different scenario. 3700 to a $20,000 payout is a huge difference. I don't think this gentleman would feel the same about not chopping at that point. Right. 
Uh, okay, uh, let's move on. Uh, did want to play that interview from Jackie Scott. Uh, was over at the Fun in the Sun right after Christmas, and she's one of my favorites out there. Former ladies champion, and uh, plays in a lot of the events here locally here. And got a chance to pull Jackie aside and uh, and talk to her a little bit. Here's what she had to say. I'm with my good friend Jackie Scott, who uh, just finished In the Money in the Fun in the Sun main event. Uh, I've been looking uh, at all these tournament standings. You've been doing very well lately. You've got to be pleased with the way you're playing. Well, I am. I've, I've managed to carve out some time, and I guess I've shown up ready to grind and at least cash and see how deep I can go. I just talked to Evan, and he's like, well, I, don't, I, I may look at it a little bit differently than you. Uh, my success hasn't been as good as I've wanted to, and it's really never quite good enough, is it really? No, it's never quite good enough. You always play to win, but you have to be realistic and play to cash, and then hopefully at the end you start getting good cards, and you chip up, and you make the final table, yada, yada, yada. But the thing is, you look at living in South Florida here and how it's like zero degrees everywhere else. Uh, you know better than anybody since you uh, deal in real estate and uh, you show people these great properties and stuff. It's uh, We're pretty lucky to live down here. Yeah, not only do we have the weather, for a poker player, I don't think there's a better place in the country to be able to play poker. I mean, the Hard Rock has just absolutely done phenomenal, and they, they provide such a variety of tournaments. Uh, the place is extremely well run, and you couldn't ask for a better environment. Uh, it's been a couple of years now, maybe four years now since you won the women's tournament. Uh, how long has it been? I would say it's going on three years. I okay. Won in 2015. 2015. So three years. Uh, um, did that change your life at all? I mean, uh, you're you're a laid-back person. You don't really take all the uh, the falderall to heart, I don't think. But uh, you know, that was a tremendous uh, time in your life, and and since then you've you've had good successes, but probably waiting for the next big one. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Once you win a bracelet, you just are dying to win a second bracelet. But in poker, I mean, that's what we play for. But I don't play. I don't play for a living, but I'm very competitive, and I do pay for a bracelet, for a win, whatever. It's just something I really enjoy, and it's my passion, and um, I don't know that I'll ever stop playing. I'm asking a lot of players how they look at 2017, now that we're uh, just about out the door here, headed to 2018. Uh, a lot of crazy stuff, not to get in politics or anything, but our lives have changed quite a bit under, under Donald Trump. And uh, who knows what the future is going to hold. But how do you look back at 2017? Well, from, from, a, <laughs> from a political standpoint, I think it's probably been the worst year since I have been alive. I, I have never seen so much hatred, such unacceptable behavior. Um, it's, it makes me very sad because it real, I realize that there are many people in this country that have harbored that hatred and now they have someone that allows them that it's okay to be evil. It's okay to be hatred. It's okay to hurt people. And uh, I could talk on this for another hour, but it makes me very sad. Uh, midterm elections, obviously, a long way away. But what about 2018? I mean, we signed it. Starting to see things turn a little bit with uh, the Roy Moore election and, and people starting to realize, you know, what we've done in politically. Uh, not spend a whole lot of time on that, but uh, can we turn it around in 2018? God, I hope so. I mean, I, I think that there's... I, I do think that we will turn it around. I think that people that supported Trump and have seen what he's done, I, I think they're going to flip. I really, really do. Not all of them, because no. 
he, he represents a group of people that got motivated and probably hardly ever voted in their life, but now they're their guy is up there now I can be part of the system and it's sad the whole thing is just pathetic but but yes I do think in 2018 in the midterm I think that we will hopefully turn it around and at least at least keep it on an even playing field because when you think about it it's pathetic that that, that they've controlled the Senate, the Congress, and they've got the presidency, and they still can't get things done. It's the craziest stuff in the world. But, um, yeah, hopefully it's going to turn around, hopefully. Back to poker, uh, what are you looking forward to in 2018? I mean, obviously we're going to have a circuit event at Coconut Creek for the first time, mm -hmm. which will be interesting. Lucky Hearts back here, and, of course, all the other great tournaments here at the Hard Rock. So uh, I'm sure you'll be playing plenty. Oh, I'm going to play as much as I can. My real estate business is obviously booming, like a lot of real estate is. So I'm always trying to, uh, you know, work in my poker in between. But my clients always come first. So sometimes, you ever see me at the table? I'm answering, <laughs> I'm answering phone calls. I, you know, I multitask, and that's not the best thing for poker. But yeah, I'm looking forward to all the series at the Hard Rock. I'm looking forward to, you know, I'll probably go out to Vegas and play the main event. After that Legionnaires thing, I don't think I'll be yeah, staying there very crazy, long. Huh? Yeah, it was horrible. But anyway, so, yeah, I mean, uh, where else? Coconut Creek? I'll, I'll probably go to the Coconut Creek. And uh, what are your plans for personal life? Are you going to spend more time playing poker or more time just uh, working on business? You know, the, the one thing I, I always want to ask people who are in real estate, do you... We'll all be gone, but do you look at 100 years from now when uh, this whole place could be underwater? Oh, that, that's a big issue. That's a real big issue. Yeah, I mean, uh, people that don't believe in climate change are delusional. I mean, if you look at the charts and look at the science, and I know there was a task force set up for Dave Broward, Palm Beach, Monroe County. They've been mapping it. I know in the city of Fort Lauderdale, we've got lots of issues with water, you know, rising. Um, yeah, it's. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. But thank God we'll maybe, be gone. Maybe Philip Levine is our guy to get him in uh, Tallahassee instead of uh, this guy uh, that, uh, as I believe, destroyed this state over the last few years. Yeah, I um, thank God we won't be here. <laughs> I'm going to sell my house way before that happens. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks for your time. Yeah, nice to see you, Dan. Okay. Take care. Jackie Scott, good friend of ours uh, from way back, and uh, certainly uh, happy to see uh, people do well in poker that are good friends of ours. And a couple of them won trophies uh, during the past week, and I want to talk about that when we return as we look at some of the early results from the Lucky Hearts Poker Open when we come back. You're listening to Poker Action Line, and we'll return in just a few moments. This is Poker Action Line. Hi, this is Big Dave from PokerActionLineRadio.com. I want to let all avid poker players know about a great new lottery game that was developed by one of our sponsors, Atlantic West Management Group. This game is now available worldwide on the Internet and will be served as Place Your Chips Caribbean and operated on the Internet as an international lottery by Atlantic West. The Texas Hold'em poker-like game is perfectly legal everywhere and presented as a lottery game with tickets available on the Internet. You can win pick six lottery tickets and cash prizes by using your poker playing skills. It's open to lottery players worldwide, and right now this game is in a play-for-free test mode, and you are not obligated to purchase anything. You can get 50,000 free play chips per ticket for the purpose of evaluating the game with no prizes awarded until the game goes live. A lottery customer can purchase a ticket with a unique number that will grant them entry into one of many Texas Hold'em poker tables with a chip stack and like a lottery game, 
prize value will be based on ticket sales. That chip stack will be valid for the remainder of the week as players can access the site as often as they like to try and take the chip lead. At the end of the week, the highest chip stacks will be awarded lottery prizes, and if you lose all your chips, the lottery ticket becomes null and void. As with regular lottery games, you can purchase as many entries as you like. However, each ticket stands on its own merit, and much like the regular lottery, the results of multiple tickets cannot be combined toward a prize. The name of this game is Place Your Chips Caribbean, and you can access a live demonstration of the game right now at www.placeyourchipscaribbean.com. We believe that when it goes live soon, there will be a heavy demand for this game, as most lottery players would much rather have some say in the outcome of their lottery result. Their odds of winning are greatly improved if they're able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the Play for Free demonstration and hope that you will join us when the Play for Real game becomes available later this year. Welcome back. Final segment of the program. I uh, did want to kind of wrap up the uh, Lucky Hearts uh, Poker Open first week. Uh, one of the tournaments that got over the latest because it had such a large field was uh, event number one, which was a WPT Deep Stacks event, $1,100 buy-in. The winner I mentioned earlier, Scott Baumstein, and he defeated uh, you know a lot of big-name players in this one from uh, down here. Uh, the Grinder played, Kathy Liebert, Jessica Dolly, uh, Wally Mata from Tampa, and uh, Tim Riley was in the mix also as well, but his wife, Ness, was the one who uh, actually made the final table. Uh, Joe McKeon played in it as well, Muckabahooja, and uh, a lot of uh, regulars here in South Florida. Uh, Baumstein wins 220000 plus a uh, Deep Stacks championship package. Lumni Zuda finished in second, and Matthew Zarkadoulis fin- took third, Stephen Smith fourth. A.J. Kelsall, who I've uh, interviewed before for the show uh, from Tampa originally, uh, finished in fifth place. Michael Aaron also made that final table. He was in ninth. Uh, but two of our friends uh, won tournaments right after that. Uh, good friend uh, Michael Moed, who is an expert at Omaha 8 or better, uh, won that tournament. Um, he hasn't been playing as much lately. Uh, of course, we had him and, and his wife Angela on the show here uh, several times. and He co-hosted a couple of shows when Joe was gone. But uh, he's gotten a little bit away from poker. Uh, last time I talked to him, he hadn't been playing much. They're having their second child. That's, that's what happens when you're yeah, raising a absolutely. family and, and a business. And uh, the business that used to be a cupcake business is now a smoothie business, still in the same place down there near near you and Kendall. Mm-hmm. So uh, Michael uh, won the tournament, uh, Omaha 8 or better. Uh, there were 78 entries in this one, and he took home uh, about 4000 plus the trophy. And uh, he defeated David Shemuel. Uh, in head-to-head play, Donald Maloney was third, and uh, that's all I know from the top ten. But uh, Michael is uh, an expert at that game, and I'm glad to see he's back in action. And he added that title uh, to his uh, to his event. Uh, what did they say? It's 78. I, it says here 368. I don't know which is correct, but as what? As far as how many number of players? Number of players. What was the buy-in? <clears throat> Uh, the buy-in was 300. 
Three hundred. So it was prize pool was nineteen. Nineteen. So you're looking at roughly about seventy players. Okay, seventy-eight. So looks right. Seventy-eight. Then. Depending on, they probably took out whatever the house money was out of that. Right. The total three hundred. Okay, and then the seniors event, which Joe had been uh, interested in playing yeah. in, he didn't get a chance to do that, but it was won by another good friend of mine, uh, who I've known for many years uh, from Weston Hills, uh, when I worked out there, and he was a member out there, Irish Schwartz, who, uh, who I see a lot at Dania. And he won the 50-plus uh, seniors event, uh, 162. Nice turnout there with a $40,000 prize pool. And he takes home $6,624, uh, beating Brad Bargman, Sandy Tabin, and Ori Hen in that one in the down toward the end. I guess they did have a, a, a chop toward the end. Uh, the five main remaining players, the fifth one was uh, Heim Torgeman. So they had a five-way chop, according to ICBM, and uh, Ira said he was pretty glad because he was so tired he was starting to see double at the end, he says. <laughs> big, big Dave, I believe you just said ICBM. I, I, I <laughs> we don't want to have I, that. Same, we don't want to see have that same scenario that happened. In I know. Hawaii but was, I got uh, <laughs> I, I got the little rocket man on, on, the, on the brain. Uh, so anyway, congratulations to Ira, and they're they're about uh, nine tournaments into this event, and we'll uh, uh, we'll follow that as it go. <laughs> hey, you never know when someone's going to shoot <laughs> off a rocket at the table. <laughs> uh, the main event's still to come, and we'll be following that. I'm going to head over there this weekend. It starts on Friday, uh, the 19th, and they will be. Uh, let's see. Day 1A is, uh, starts at noon on Friday the 19th, and Day 1B at noon on Saturday. They'll play through the final day, which is Wednesday the 24th, and uh, I guess that will be televised for, for uh, a live stream there. So we'll be checking that out. Anyway, that's going to do it for the program. Uh, Gio, thank you again for all your help as usual, and uh, we'll be back to you next week. I wanted to save this story about uh, Chris Fox Wallace uh, running his new tour so we'll save that one for next week and uh, work on a couple other things. Don't forget that uh, the big Escalator tournament comes in February just, as well. Just so we can mention it, uh, what's the name of his tour? The Next Level Poker Tour. Next Level Poker Tour. Very good. Anyway, that'll do it. And uh, don't forget still to come in February. We'll have the event up at the Seminole Coconut Creek, the uh, WSOP Circuit event. So still lots of stuff to talk about. Uh, Aussie Millions gets underway in just a few days, and they will be finishing up early in February. So we'll follow all those tournaments. And report on them to you and uh, work in a few strategy notes and uh, the latest news around the world of poker. Joe, thank you as well. See you next week. We'll catch you next week on another edition of the program. The views and opinions of the hosts, guests, or callers are not necessarily those of the station, its owners, advertisers, or agencies. 